standard issue for all women. Hi, and welcome to this week's Standard Issue podcast. It's Gigcast week. Hooray! And this week, we're using our last Gigcast, which was recorded in October, in which our guests were the excellent Taylor Glenn from the Drunk Women Solving Crime podcast and stand-up comedy in general. And also, and that's why we're using this one now, MP Stella Creasy. I mean, you can try and be topical with politics. Good luck. But since we haven't crashed out of Europe yet, it is, we're sneaking in before the October the 31st deadline. Honestly, this was a great gig. We had a lovely time recorded at King's Place. Thanks very much if you came along and watched it. We talked about foam shrimps. There's quite a lot in the uh, foam shrimp genre, you know, which included stealing one, a man with one eye, and uh, how it might stop people protesting against reproductive rights. So that probably quite surprising to you but there you go that's why you should listen we talk about what happens if your kids wanted to follow in your footsteps we talked about a really weird job ambition my brother had about what we would do if we were in power and about those pesky feminist bros punches chest and how perhaps sometimes they need to stand aside and let women do their own talking that's coming up now enjoy welcome to the standard issue podcast Let's start with some intros, and we do that by saying our name, what we do, and a random fact about ourselves, and I'm going to kick it over to that end. Oh, yeah, thanks, because I haven't thought of a random fact. Um, I'm Hannah Dunleavy, I'm a quarter of the Standard Issue team, and, um, oh yeah, okay, this is a random fact. I uh, bought a homeless man dinner yesterday, and then fate repaid me by my oven breaking, burning my own dinner, and then attacking me and burning my thumb. And that's not what I expected when I bought a homeless man dinner. I thought maybe something good might happen to me as recompense for that, but it didn't. I've tried to explain to Hannah that isn't how karma works, but she's had none of it. Stella? Uh, I am Stella Creasy. I am the Labour and Cooperative MP for Walthamstow. And I was... Thank you. There's always a, someone from God's own country in the audience. And I was outfit shamed by Anna Wintour this week <gasps> on a train. What? In that she didn't have to say anything. She just looked. Oh. <laughs> you all know what I mean. It was worse than my mother. It was really, really frightening. Did she lift her sunglasses that she no, always she, wears? She did that slight wrinkling of nose thing that you're just like... It's like, like it's late. Uh, <laughs> maybe it wasn't an outfit judgment. Maybe your Botox has run out. And I know she no, just looks like that now. It was, it was very... I unluckily found myself on a train full of people coming back from the Paris fashion shows, just hiding oh. in the corner going, this is like school. <laughs> Did that look said, you're wearing that, are you? It, it was, Which is what was, my mum says to me. You, you're wearing that, are you? It was worse than that. It was a look that said, hmm, bold. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor? I was going to say, to be fair, I've only seen her make one face, so I feel like her <laughs> approval face is very similar <laughs> to her criticism face. <laughs> Same with my mum. And I was going to say... And we've... But your mum has an approval? <laughs> my mum never had <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, I knew you were going to ask me this. I'm just going to say what comes into my head. Isn't that fun? Yeah, the, the I, first bit's easy, though. It is just your name. I'm Taylor Glenn. 
Well, I, I might might switch that up next time. I'm Taylor Glenn, and I'm a comedian writer, and I'm one third of a podcast called Drunk Women Solving Crime. Um, I'm thank you. I'm sober right now, which is really <laughs> awkward because I basically get drunk for a living now. So um, I'm more accountable for everything that I say. Uh, fact about me: I used to live in New York, and I remembered this on the way over. I once. Uh, back when men would approach me, and I don't mean that in the way like, in the good old days when a man was a man (laughs) and a woman knew her place, but just when I used to get approached. And I was just like, oh, here he comes. This is so boring. Uh, So I decided to pretend I was from London, and I do the world's shittest (laughs) British accent, but he completely fell for it. I told him that my name was Bridget Pennyworth, and he said... (laughs) He said, what part of London are you from? I said, North. He said, I know London really well. What part of North London? So I said, Wallingford. And he went, I love Wallingford. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't go home with him, not so much because I didn't want to, to be honest, but I just didn't want to keep up that ruse in bed. The accent just felt like too much effort. (laughs) To fake two things at once. (laughs) Too much. Yeah, I don't think that's what lie back and think of England means. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Mickey Noonan. I am a quarter of the Standard Issue podcast. And a bit like Hannah, we kind of do all the facts all of the time. So I'm going to tell you a very little story. I was going to a gig uh, about a year ago and right outside the gig doors as I was going through, I got caught in something and it turned out that my handbag had got tangled in a man's headphones. And then the the man said, oh, Michaela. And it was my ex with whom it had not ended brilliantly. And so I floundered a bit and I said, what are you doing here? And he said, I'm going to the gig, which, you know, was fair enough. And I panicked and I was like, oh, it's really good to see you and sort of then made an exit and then was yanked back because I had not untangled the headphones. (laughs) So that's when I had to change my name and move to another location. So that's how karma works. I'm just trying to get the karma thing straight. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Maybe it would work if you just done a different accent. <laughs> yeah, then I just Good afternoon, racist. my name is... <laughs> oh, hello, you must have mistaken me for someone else. <laughs> Bridget Pennyworth. <laughs> From New York. Well, well I've, I've heard she gets around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, do you have a question for us? I do. Um, I thought, given um, the current situation that the world's in, I might just start with the question, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start with Stella. (laughs) Don't blame me. (laughs) I know I'm blonde, but I'm not Boris. (laughs) Is this the maddest time that you've lived through, do you think? You see, one of the rules I live by in politics is that it can get worse. Yeah. So you think it's bad now. (laughs) Like, they're not at peak crazy yet. They're not, are they? No, 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 no. Dominic Cummings, and I have to be honest, I, I never trust a man who keeps his belongings in a canvas bag. Because they're the kind of people. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? That you're all like. It's, they're the people who turn up at my constituency surgeries and they put the bag on the table and they say it started in 1974 and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're here a long time. <laughs> and and to see that this man who is basically running our country yeah. is kind of walking around with like the future of our country in a canvas bag. Like it could get worse. <laughs> yeah, it really could. Does anybody watch Luther? 
Yeah. You know, there was... Idris Elba was involved. (laughs) (laughs) There was was an episode of Luther where a guy who was a computer tech guy had hacked into people's laptops and then sat in his house watching them all on about 4,000 different screens. That's what I imagine Dominic Cummings does of an evening. <laughs> That's who he is in my brain. Just this really... He takes out of the canvas bag yeah. a laptop. <laughs> laptop. And, and goes, ah. Just... Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah, exactly he, that. He has to yeah. wash that tracksuit every single night. <laughs> but also not go near a radiator. So. Yeah. <laughs> Same question to Taylor. I mean, you're an American. What the fuck? Yeah. You guys don't yeah, have you started a... it. You started it. <laughs> I was going to say, of all the things that you've copied from us, like obesity, not a great idea, unhinged blonde leaders, even worse idea. Um, yeah, what the fuck indeed. I don't know which thing to pick, except let's go with uh, my, in quotes, my president standing on his lawn shouting the very thing that articles of impeachment are being drawn up for. Right? Have you seen this? He just stood out and basically doubled down and said, yes, the Ukraine should look into the Bidens and China too. And the thing with Trump is, you know, this thing of like, it can always get worse. I, my brain can no longer put into context anything that happens because there's no comparison to anything before for me. I was like, well, what would the equivalent have been like? And I was like, okay, I was in college when the Clinton impeachment was going on and I guess the equivalent would be like if Bill had just stood on the lawn and said like yeah she gave me a blowjob and I lied about it <laughs> like how would that have gone down whilst I don't know. getting a blowjob whilst getting a blowjob <laughs> yeah what's your problem <laughs> do you have a problem with assault let me punch your face and maybe you'll find out it's please, just please so... don't give them ideas <laughs> just Clinton just spaffing on everyone's dress what go on have it but he did Trump did go well we learned that Trump did go full on Dr. Evil this week I mean he was talking about putting alligators in moats I mean (laughs) it might as well have been sharks with lasers I mean it was absolutely insane it's not I mean it's funny and also not funny at the same time Hannah that was only from the New York Times okay let's only talk about credible sources please (laughs) but it's it's gone to a point that it's not, you can't even parody that stuff anymore no. because it's pushed way beyond. When he said he was going to drain the swamp, I didn't know it was to gather alligators <laughs> to put in a different moat. So, like, we should have seen it coming, I guess. We need all those we alligators. Have a, we have a prime minister in this country who is now reenacting Father Ted. In that he's there, he's there with the Irish going, see this border, this border's near. <laughs> this border's far away. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Like, it can get worse, yeah. you know? I don't want to get into a race between Trump and Boris about, like, who is going to do the more bizarre, impossible thing because, because like, like, we have to live here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that plan was full-on crazy. How do we solve the border problem? Make another border. <laughs> like, more borders. Yeah. It's like that scene with Oprah Winfrey, like, you can have a border, you can have a border, you can have a border. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't, we don't want one. We don't want one. <laughs> Yeah, we fought really hard not to have one. Yeah. Hannah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've long, like, t- made my living taking the mickey out of the news. And I... Friday, I really, really <laughs> hit a brick wall on Friday. I just felt like I was... I, di- I didn't know where I was. I mean, to be fair, my mum was staying, so that can exacerbate any situation. <laughs> but it was... I just couldn't... What I'm really done with is people quoting anonymous number 10 sources 
as as news. You like put your name to it. Like just stop mm. saying an anonymous source told us that drives me completely mad so yeah i did fall into a quite a well of despair i went to bed at nine o'clock on a friday night because i just didn't know what else to do with myself so i just went to bed um i feel a bit better this week but it's because you had a mega sleep it was yeah, it's only because i'm not unbelievably tired at the same time as everything else whereas i did the opposite and just as my fellow was drifting off to sleep and he is a very optimistic soul i just sat bolt upright and went why aren't you more angry about Everything. And he was like, sorry, darling, what's wrong? It's like, the world is wrong. Why? Um, wow, well, we're in a state where we're asking our partners to be more angry. <laughs> That's a bad sign. I, I, I'm just not very good at, like, I like things like, I actually liked taking my driving test because when you take your driving test, you stop the car and they either say you've passed or you've failed. I, I like things where you don't have to wait for the answer. So my my, my so, test is, I said, will you come back? Like, Not if you pass me. <laughs> so, but I don't like things like, you know, when, you, when I bought a house, they were like, oh, maybe it'll be yours in six weeks. Maybe. And you have to sit and wait for it. And I feel like Brexit's just been like that for three years, just not knowing. And the same with Trump since 2016. I'm like, I just quite like to book a holiday and know what the pound might be worth <laughs> when it arrives, that sort of thing. Yeah, Brexit's very much like my second driving test where I knew I'd done something wrong to fail, so I just stopped the car and got out <laughs> and started to walk off and he had to get out and follow me because he couldn't return to the test centre alone. So I couldn't, I couldn't make that last for three years. Yeah. This poor guy having to follow me down streets, please just get back in the car and drive back to the centre. Yeah, they're not allowed to drive back by themselves, are no. they? You could tell how badly I failed a test once as well <laughs> right so what we've established is what the fuck and so i am going to give you the opportunity to make things better so if you had any wild card policy that you could pass and once it was passed it was set in stone forever and taylor you can take this to the us of a if you want to what would it be i'm going to start with taylor uh Wow, that's a big question. The first thing that popped in my head is um, mandated equal representation for both women and women of color in government. Yeah. Quotas, baby, that's right. I want quotas. That's a a good one. (laughs) I just... um, it's, yeah, I, it's a funny thing to say on a feminist podcast, but, like, I'm just tired of the dudes. I'm just tired of the dudes in charge. Like, you've made your point. Wow, you can take it that far. Good for you. Wow, you can shout on the lawn and literally say the thing that you're accused of. Well done. Well done, white male privilege. But, yeah, I just, I am a little tired of it. I'm tired of seeing, okay, so Elizabeth Warren, I think she's amazing. She's yeah. campaigning. She has the audacity to be campaigning uh, on her policies rather than her personality. And I worry because I don't think the American public know how to vote for policies anymore. So I feel like we almost have to f- yeah, but, force. But, but, but Taylor, but, but Bernie's got that. Because like, Bernie's the men, the men chest pains. The, the, men, <laughs> the men have got that. Because we have that here, the men who were like, they're totally... Hashtag ally, and they yeah. totally they totally get feminism. They totally get our representation, mm. but they'll take it forward for us. So that's okay. And so you know, that's the thing that drives me mad. I don't understand it. The American Democratic primary has got women, many women, women of color, men of color, a gay man in it, and yeah, everybody's voting for the guy that says he's going to help those people out. And I think what would help those people out is if one of them was, one the, of pro- them was, was yeah. the president. But yeah, 
But you are a girl. So yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Silly. To be honest. I am a girly swat. Yeah, That's well, interesting, yeah. Stella. How many times uh, a, a week do you get Do feminism? I roll my eyes, <laughs> dig my nails into my hand and go, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, yeah, lovely. <laughs> do you yeah. get feminism mansplained to you a lot then? Uh, have you seen my Twitter feed? <laughs> it makes me sad. No. What I like, what I like, is men in Parliament explaining to me that we have had female prime ministers now, like a whole two of them. I mean, like it's two women. We figured yeah. that go yeah. well. <laughs> it's like, well, it's just, I keep saying when people say to you, "Oh, you know, did Margaret Thatcher inspire you?" I'm like, I don't know. Does Silvio Berlusconi inspire you? Like, it's an like yeah. equally random correlation to make to me because it's like there was a lady, there was a whole lady in front of you, <laughs> and therefore, job done. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And she represented all and of us, and no one's allowed another go. But all the white men that could just yeah. keep getting up there and failing and putting their cock in a pig's mouth and then that wasn't even the weirdest one yeah yeah. Like, yeah oh well i mean he had a few quirks but let's give another one a go uh, yeah, yeah and we replace we replace him with somebody that you do not want to sit next to at lunch you know? mm. <laughs> so it's true but, but you're totally right about the the sort of saying the saying person the person that's like i'm all i'm all I'm over totally this yeah because i i took some real i mean i suppose schadenfreude but i don't think schadenfreude even touches the sides of the glee i took in the the fall of Justin Trudeau, a man who declared himself one of the world's greatest feminists, which <laughs> drove me nearly world's mad. leading feminist. Yes, one of the yeah. world's yeah. leading feminists, only to be caught out on stuff that he did many years ago when he was 30. Mm. See, I knew. <laughs> it's just a young man, Hannah, yeah. experimenting with makeup, face paint. <laughs> I knew he was too good to be Trudeau. I'm oh, so yeah. sorry. <laughs> See, I much learned that that's a good noise from you guys. <laughs> that's a good noise. Bridget Pennyworth, live from BBC One. <laughs> did you see the interview that Lenny Henry did where he introduced himself as Justin Trudeau? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that's brilliant. Lovely stuff. Ay, ay, ay. Hannah, yeah. what, what policy are you going to put into place? Um... Well, I mean, I, I, when I was sitting here thinking about it, I quite like Taylor's idea. I think fair representation is definitely... That's in now. Oh, Come thank on. you. Uh, It'll never catch on. Uh, oh. right. It will hey, never catch on. Hey, you need a locum MP to cover for your <laughs> mat leave, right? This guy. Come on. You, you don't want to see She's a some, of the, some of the messages I've written. I, I was a bit more old-fashioned about your question, because this is where I definitely think Bridget Pennyworth... I just think, you know, if you lie to the Queen... That, that should probably allow her to put you in an actual tower with no TV and straight to bed for the rest of the year. <laughs> Surely there is a loophole. Like, isn't, is that, like, you know, when all the... You, you want to be a fly on the wall the next time he has to go to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> ah, Mr. Johnson, I've been expecting you. <laughs> There's just loads of alligators with spikes. <laughs> a man called Donald sold it to me. <laughs> we fitted the laser beams to the sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so is that what your policy would be? I, I, I'm at the point now, I genuinely have conversations with people about whether it's okay for the Prime Minister to break the law or not. And you're thinking, like, if any of us were in any environment going, like, yeah, but, like, I might have written that law, but I could get around it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And it speaks to a lack of trust or confidence that even if you had equal representation, it would make a difference because everything we do is up for grabs anyway. It's, in, it's mm. insane. And yet... We are absolutely at that point where people are questioning whether it's reasonable to ask for the Prime Minister himself to actually follow the law of the land. Mm. 
And it's so brazen as well, isn't it? I stole a foam shrimp from a local newsagent when I was seven. And to I the still, tower! To I the still, tower I with you! I still feel guilty about it. I still feel <laughs> really I'm sorry, a what? What? A what? A foam shrimp. Foam, not phone. It's not Salvador Dali. It's like it's a, a foam f- shrimp. Oh my god! You guys, how can you not? How can you not have had a foam shrimp? How long have you been in the UK, Taylor? They're not going to throw them at you. I yeah. just celebrated my 15-year anniversary. Why haven't I had a foam shrimp? Oh, is it a sweet? Is yeah. it a sweet? Sorry, I'm up to speed. You guys are adorable. <laughs> foam shrimp. Neither of those words sound edible. That's what threw me off. Like, but of course you'd find a way. Like, no, it's delicious foam. It's shrimp and foam. Mm. Mm. So you have to make sure you get it from a proper co- a corner shop, so it's still full of all the e numbers. Like, yeah. it's, got to, it's got to have been in a jar that's been there for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly stuck to the sides. It's magic. Yeah, don't get the ones from Sainsbury's in the No, they're not as good. Disappointing. It's not as good. So I'm sorry, you stole a foam shrimp, and then what happened? Well, I ate it. (laughs) Yeah? And I still have guilt. You still feel guilty? (laughs) Yeah. Genuinely? Yeah, pretty, like... I think that's why I burnt my dinner. It's like weird karma for you stealing that's fallen down on standard issue. I believe it. I'm sticking with that. Can we go back to our original question? What the fuck? (laughs) I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Also, women should have the right to, you know... Vote. Vote. I mean, it'll never catch on. But also, you know, make decisions about their own bodies that is their own business. And if it involves a foam shrimp, even better. (laughs) Totally, totally. We should do it. We should do some sort of billboard campaign for that, Hannah. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe These we are, should. I've got a can of paint with me, it's though, fine. Right? <laughs> was it you in the balaclava in the white paint? <laughs> yeah, I was getting up the ladder myself, mate. <laughs> it's like, watch out for the whale falling off. <laughs> I know you've obviously dealt with so much shit and it is, it's livid making. But yeah, I have tried to get my mother off Twitter, but she's still there. <laughs> she's still writing. I've actually met your mum, Stella. Please, please don't hurt me. Please don't <laughs> tell her. She was lovely. I met her at um, uh, a feminist at the march against Donald Trump, and it was because we were wearing the same T-shirt. It said, like, feminist So you were dressed like my mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means that Hannah's mum wouldn't approve of what your exactly. mum was wearing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that you got a lot of solidarity as well. Is that heartwarming? Oh, God, it, look, it, it's amazing because... Um, because this hasn't stopped. Like, it's not just the billboards, it's the 20-foot posters of my head in the town centre next to dead babies with, this is what this woman wants to see happen. It's like, they, may, they haven't actually gone as far as painting a target on my head, but it's pretty close to it. It's the whole stop Stella, like, make her stop, target her because she's pregnant, that makes her a hypocrite. Because, I, I mean, I, I tried to kind of find out, I was like, is that what you're saying is actually... Although you're anti-abortion, you think in this instance I should have an abortion to be consistent. To teach yourself a lesson. Yes. It's like how dare how dare you get pregnant when you think other women should have the right not to be if they don't want to be. You know, um, it's the abuse that's now spewing into my office and people saying you're a baby killer and therefore we're going to stop you and how we're going to stop you and it's direct action. Uh, it's the fact they're coming back tomorrow. They, they, you know, they're not going to stop. Um, until somebody else stops them. Not because this is about free speech. You know, I've had lots of debates with people about abortion. I've had lots of debates about controversial issues with people. They've never had to do this sort of stuff to get my attention or to have a reasonable debate. And, and one of the things we've got to change is because like, there's lots of brochures who want to go and fight them because that's how you deal with them. And I'm like, no, no, then you make them one side of the argument 
And you're the other side of the argument. Actually, what we have to do is call this out for a type of intimidation and harassment mm. that maybe we haven't, we have seen in other countries like America, and they, these organisations have links to all the American groups, but we haven't seen yet here in the UK. And I generally, just as I think that, you know, lying to the Queen is just not on, you know, yeah. I also think trying to kill somebody because you disagree with them is terribly bad form and shouldn't uh. really be allowed. Um, but unfortunately, at the moment, the police disagree. And so I'm left only with the solidarity of people saying, what can we do? And the best thing people can do is say, frankly, if you forgive my French, we're not taking this shit anymore. Because if it's not just me, it'll stop with. It'll continue on. And it will be targeted at women and people from minority mm. communities. And every other voice that dares to challenge the existing status quo that says the role for women is in this box here. And you know, if you get out of that box, then it's your own fault if something bad happens to you. I feel loads better about the shrimp now. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel I'm all right. I think I'm all right. Well, it's all been worth it. <laughs> yeah. it's my Maybe question. that's what I should do. I should just go and get a whole load of like foam shrimps and just stand in front of them going, <laughs> really play with their minds. Yeah. It'd be like, Donald Trump had, had crocodiles. I'm going to see if I can be like that man in the advert who explodes from eating too much in front of you. Because then, then I'll have stopped. Will that help? You know, just go, go for the kind of really bizarre protest approach to them. Yeah, I'd leave that one as a last resort. <laughs> Are you yeah, saying I can't just go and eat my own body weight in foam shrimps? Because now you've made me think about foam shrimps. All I want is a foam shrimp. Stella, you are a woman with your own mind. It's your body, your choice, mate. Uh, <laughs> one person like that. And I'm, I'm fine with that. What are you doing on November the 18th? I'm thinking of, and I want you to brace yourself for this, Hannah, but I am thinking of talking to some men. Ah. Wow. Any yeah. men in particular? Handpicked three. Craig Parkinson. That's right. He of unbuttoning and buttoning his jacket on Line of Duty and also the amazing Two Shot podcast. Nish Kumar, he of the Mash Report and General Funniness. And Mr. Joe Lysett, he of hilarity on Sue's whenever he is in a room. And fantastic. What I can only describe as blouses. He does have incredible blouses. What do you think the chances of getting all those people in the same room at the same time are, Mickey? I'm glad you've asked, Joe, because I've been working very hard to make this happen alongside my <laughs> lovely colleagues, Jen and Hannah, who you may know well. And uh, it is going to happen at King's Place on November the 18th, which is International Men's Day Eve. It's going to be mint. Get your ticket. Yeah, if you want to get to www.standardissuepodcast.com, you will find details of that and our many other live shows. I love that you always say the www. I know. I, I interviewed Sam Avery, another man, once, and he said it, We're and everywhere. it just made me laugh. So I like to put it in. I'd like to know who you look up to in your career. Who do you look at and think, oh, I'd, I'd like either I'd like their career or I'd like you know to follow in their path. Start with Taylor. Because mm. <laughs> I just took a big gulp of water. Oh, wow. That's another tricky question. Do you know... Cause, sorry, just a slight side note. It's only a slight one, don't worry. I don't know if anybody else suffers from this disorder, but when I get asked a hypothetical, I take it so seriously. <laughs> and I'm not a religious person, but there's a part of me that's superstitious, and I think that the apocalypse is actually going to be somebody coming down and going like, now all the hypotheticals will come true <laughs> that you've ever answered. So I'm always like, i got to say the right thing. I can see in your eyes nobody else feels this way, so I'll just, um, we'll just edit that out. Can I smell your Tina Fey? <laughs> I guess what I meant to say was Tina Fey. Um, 
Yeah, I think she's an amazing woman. I mean, she's almost a cliche answer for any uh, white female comedian to say, but I admire her hugely. She powered through a lot of really tough stuff at Saturday Night Live, being, Mm -hmm. you know, the first um, uh, head female writer. And um, I just like her style. And I I loved her book, and I like her attitude on life. And, um, yeah, I definitely look up to her. She is ridiculously funny as well. She's ridiculously funny. She's great. Yeah. Agreed. I bet she likes foam shrimp. (laughs) I bet she fucking loves it. I bet she has a whole jar of them on her desk, because that's what power and privilege finally gets you. Your (laughs) own bag of foam shrimps, and you don't have to share them. You can see I'm thinking it through now. Yeah. (laughs) This has given me flashbacks, because where I grew up, Newport Pagnell, we used to have a sweet shop, um, but the man in the shop only had one eye, and it used to scare the shit out of me. (laughs) So it was always this kind of mixed emotions of, yay, we're getting sweets with, oh, God, look at the man with one eye. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, now I keep thinking about him. That was almost the most Levy start to a story yeah. I have ever heard. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was also a cobbler who made my mum weird um, uh, because he, he was really old and he had a really bushy beard and it always had food in it and my mum couldn't go in there so she used to have to send us in because... Mr because, Twit. Because he made... It was because <laughs> he made her feel sick. Yeah. It was like Newport was basically just a collection of shops run by gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> Going up the high street was completely terrifying. Apologies if we've got anyone I, from Newport Park. Yeah. I used to live in the town where they filmed League of Gentlemen, and yet that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, right? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just remembered that we used to buy all of our sweets from a place called Fanny Farmer. <laughs> no. Which was just a woman's name, and there's nothing funny about that where I'm from, but... <laughs> Look, look what it did here. <laughs> they have to farm them? What? I think you've seen a foam shrimp but thought it was something else. <laughs> if we're disintegrating into this, I once interviewed a woman who was called Fanny Bugnet. Genuine story, Fanny Bugnet. Bugnet? Yeah, apparently it's a Turkish name. Um, I, I think really... I can trump you all. Ooh. I've just come back from the Council of Europe where the leader of the far-left group is called Tiny Cox. (laughs) 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 Winner. (laughs) Like I said, equal representation. (laughs) (laughs) They get a better shot at He's a very nice man, and and he's Dutch, and therefore it doesn't have the same connotations, and it's only the group of UK MPs (laughs) sitting there (laughs) every single time trying to be very grown-up about (laughs) it. (laughs) Or maybe just me. <laughs> just sniggering. Yeah. Stella, who, whose career do you look at and admire? Oh, God. I mean, the, the, the saddest thing is there are some absolutely amazing women in this country who, when you meet, like, when you meet your heroes... I mean, I was looking at your T-shirt. Obviously, you've got the Lady Hale... I mean, I, you know, she's, she's on the list, isn't it? You want yeah. to meet Because the way she delivered that entire judgment yeah. was just, like, painfully, perfectly calm. And she knew exactly what she was about to say in yeah. Um, but also it's people like, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Mary Beard, who I have actually now met, who is just amazing. And I always had this dream about going to Greece with Mary Beard, getting very drunk and just pointing at stuff. Because you think, uh, she, she'd know what it was and where it comes. And she's promised me that she will do I mean, in the way that people promise me things and are kind of like, OK, if you leave now. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, though, but they want more women to make travel programmes and I would totally yeah. watch that. Yeah. Well, you just think if Rob Bride and Steve Coogan get away with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. I, I live in Cambridge, so I quite often see Mary Beard in the pub and I've never been brave enough to... I've emailed her. She's got and so we've 
like an urn. communication by <laughs> like, like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> Where's it from? <laughs> Who made it? <laughs> no, I've never even said hello. She makes me quite nervous. She's quite, she's very impressive. Does she make you a little bit lovely. giggly? Oh, she makes me... Well, I mean, I, I live next to, like, one of the world's most important universities, so I have constant imposter syndrome. <laughs> so even if I thought I was going to say something really smart to Mary Beard, I would fall over on the way there or something. It would just throw a pint on her by accident or something. <laughs> but, yeah, she happen. is amazing. That would, that would absolutely happen. Yeah. Uh, whose career do you look up to, Dunleavy? Um... Yeah, I'm, but probably a bit like Taylor. I mean, different person every week. I mean, this week. <laughs> fickle. Yeah, fickle I am quite fickle. fickle. No, yeah, but, but I, people impress you for different reasons. If you know the I mean. person who was a teenager had like the, all the bits from Smash Hits and then NME and you tear them down every yeah. week. No, like... I just had a, a picture for about 15... No, no since, from when I was about 15 till I left home of uh, Tim Burgess from The Charlatan, but he still had the staples in his face <laughs> from where it had come out of like Select... Um, this week I've been I've been very impressed by Jess Phillips um, as ever. I she's I just and uh, in fact I sent quite a lot of female MPs that I have contact with. I sent messages this weekend to just say you know keep going. You're yeah. doing a great job in yeah. the face well, you of some if you, terrible if shit. If you didn't check out what both Naz Shah and Rosie Duffield in the debate. Oh, oh Rosie, Rosie Duffield is incredible. Like, yeah. yeah, extraordinary. That's why yeah. we need more women in Parliament. I mean, it seems quite simple when you when you watch it like that. I'm not saying. I mean, men do get up and say heartfelt things, Shut up. No. you know, every no, so often. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't think that that you don't see that sort of stuff yeah. very often, and you really need to. Yeah. And we've come back to quotas. See, <laughs> Mick. I um, really admire Justin Trudeau because <laughs> I'd really like to be one of the world's leading feminists. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's good to know that it's possible, no matter what the <laughs> fuck you do. Um, I'm going to switch the questions around a tiny bit. Okay. So um, what I would like to know is, I know, Taylor, you've got a little one, got a little girl. I do. And Stella, uh, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but Stella's pregnant. I've eaten um, all the baby-shaped pies. <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered if your child said to you, I want to do what you do, what your reaction would be. Um, she does do that, which sort of feels sad because, again, my podcast is, is called Drunk Women Solving Crime. <laughs> this is an interesting question because she's obsessed with podcasting now and she always wants to record stuff. And one day, because I read that this is a good thing to do with your child, say, we can do anything you want for half an hour. So I was like ready to get on the tube and go, whatever. And she's like, let's make a podcast. Uh, and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, Just crack open the gin. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not sure. She, exactly. So they asked her at school. Well, first of all, when she was in reception, they all had to go around and say what their parents did. And um, I didn't realize what a storyteller my daughter was until the teacher, like, pulled me over. And she said, Taylor, is it true that you work for the International Space Station? <laughs> and I said... I mean, I was literally in, like, PJs, picking her up, and I'm like, no, I absolutely not. I'm so flattered that you believe that I could do that. Um, so she had told them that, so I was like, oh, gosh, she's embarrassed about what I do. You know, she had to make that up. But now she's... Now when they ask her what does she do, she says she's a drunk woman. So, you know, here's hoping. If you work really hard, you can be one, too. 
that, that reminds me of, I've got triplet brothers who are 19 years younger than me. I didn't meet them till they were nine and we were like getting to know each other. And I asked them what they wanted to be when they were grown up. And one of them said he wanted to be prime minister. Okay, I mean, apparently that's possible. Uh, another one said he wanted to be a journalist and he said, and that means that when we both grow up, we can both be journalists. And I was like, all right. Uh, and the other one said, James said he wanted to be a comedian, but then he said, but I know it's really tricky. I know like you've said that like comedy's really hard and it's hard to break through. So I've got a backup plan. And I was like, good lad. And he said, I'm gonna be a drunk. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> quite often go hand in hand, mate. I think yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> My brother once told the school, my mum got called up there because he was about eight or nine and they asked him what he wanted, God knows what he'd been watching on the telly, but they asked him what he wanted to do when he grew up and he said he wanted to be a contract arsonist. (laughs) 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 And it was literally those words, and whatever he'd seen on TV. And uh, and to be fair to him, he he did start quite a few fires when we were little, so I was quite impressed with that. But I don't know where it had come from. They were like, just want to warn you, Chris has got some funny ideas about what... He runs a hotel now, so that's okay. But... That'd be a great moment with the career's guidance yeah. officer. <laughs> How My... are you with matches? Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. It's the contract yeah, it's that, yeah. That's why we knew it came from something. You know, it was like he had been watching something. But, yeah. Stella, what about you if your little one says, I want to do what you do? Yeah, but, but that's going to get in the way of teaching them to count cards and uh-huh. be a snooker professional and, okay. and but generally be my pension plan. So, I mean, it's, it's like there's no money in pot, not in this country, no money in this politics job. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, this, this kid's got a lot of work to do. I mean, oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm a geriatric mum, according to the, to the doctor, oh. so I haven't got long. You know, it's, it's going to need to be an achiever. Um, <laughs> what age is a geriatric mum? 35. I'm way over that. <laughs> 35? I know. It, was, uh, yeah. it feels like our first question just keeps coming back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was Hannah. incensed by that term. I just found it so insulting. Yes, I was a little hormonal when they told me that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hire Hannah's brother? <laughs> Very reasonable, right? <laughs> what a great business card, yeah. too. <laughs> You get, uh, have I, my answer, I can't answer that question because I don't children. have any children, no. I, I have a nephew, and if he said to me he wanted to do podcasts or something, I think I'd be entirely supportive of it because, you know, I could help him and it would be useful. But um, I think Ethan would be good. He's really good with people. Yeah. In fact, he is really interested in it, and actually I decided to kill two birds with one stone. I gave him my kit, and I asked him to interview my mum about what it was like in the old days. Because I thought that would be quite nice to have my mum talking about stuff, like, in years to come, as a historical document. Plus, you know, he's learning how to make a podcast. Meanwhile, his dad gave him a packet of matches. Yeah. (laughs) Then we played a great game where we got my mum to explain who people off the telly were, which is the most fun you can do with my mum, because she can't remember stuff. I mean, she's not like... I mean, she's... Compass mentis, but she's just not very good at remembering. You see, stuff. your mum is a top. I have a plan to set up a business, which is Shazam Patelli. Yeah. Because I think, like, I, I don't know anyone else watches TV programs and oh is like, my. I know I've seen you yeah. somewhere. And then I have big arguments with my partner about where I've seen them because he'll be, like, he'll reel off like, well, they were in this, and I'm like, no, nope, yeah. I didn't see them that. Didn't see them in that. No, didn't see them in that. So it needs to be specific for you. Yeah. Like, where did you see that person? But, but she Were they in Midsummer Murders or not? She doesn't give you a direct answer. She gives you, like, a really weird answer. Like, for example, I don't know if anybody's been watching The Capture, but she was apparently 
apparently explaining the capture to my brother. And she said, um, and it's got that guy in it who used to be in that thing about the mafia on motorbikes. I think it's called Angels of Death. Yes, I, yeah. yes exactly. I know she, who she means. And then she said, <laughs> and then she said, and he's like the Hulk, but red. Yes, exactly. Exactly. She means Ron Perman, who was Hellboy. Your mother is right. Do you know what? My brother sent me a message and I just sent him a picture of Ron Perlman back and he was like, how do you fucking do it? And I was like, I obviously listen to her more than you do. See, who knew all the other things I could be doing instead of politics? (laughs) But sometimes it is full on mad. Like, she she described... She described... um, Tamsin Greek. Tamsin Greek as... uh, She looks like she's got curly hair but straightens it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get that one? No, funnily enough, no. (laughs) Anyway. It's your question. It's my question, is it? Um, And we're living in a time where people don't really sort of change their minds about stuff or seeing being changing your mind about things is seen as a weakness. So I wondered when the last time, what the last thing you changed your mind about was. I changed my mind about beef in the last year. (laughs) I didn't used to be that bothered about it. Mickey and I had a horrific experience on a farm. It wasn't horrific, it was an adventure. Uh, no, but the, the thing about the... You didn't the, go glamping, oh, did you? No, no, we went to Ireland and our Airbnb got cancelled and so they took us to their family home. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere on a farm. And I put, I put them in my phone as Fred and Rose West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so when you say that you used to live in the village where they filmed... Uh, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> and they yeah. had a dog that, that kind of came onto me. It was really weird. Not in, not in a like, leg-humping way, in a way he just kept standing next to me with his arm on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really weird. He had the, it was an Irish setter. He had the same colour hair as Hannah and yeah. I think he thought he'd found his soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, so, so I've changed my mind about eating beef. I've also changed you my mind about John why. Major. Sorry, recently. no, wait, wait. The beef was the because beef. the cows. Because the cows, because they came and took the baby cows away and we, oh. heard, we heard the mummy cows crying all night and it was really upsetting. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, changed my mind about beef. I've changed my mind about John Major. Um, uh, <laughs> Tyler, change your mind much about anything recently? Uh, I, yeah, in fact, just this week I was having a conversation. I went, oh, I think I feel differently about this. I used to be very anti-all girls schools. And I was having and a conversation. Yeah. And then I was reintroduced <laughs> to schoolboys, courtesy of my daughter, who's in year two. And I realized, like, I go on the playground and the face I make, I know this doesn't come across on a recording, but it's the sound of this face is, <laughs> And I'm realizing how much, like, however progressive you think your community is, and, like, surely we're teaching boys and girls you know, differently than we did. We're not splitting them like we used to, but there is still this real staunch boys will be boys attitude. And I am seeing um, the results of that already, just in the way that, you know, parents of boys, and, and at least in my, in my little circle, they just seem to think it's hilarious when boys are taunting the girls and it's just boys will be boys. Yeah. And so I suddenly went, oh, I kind of get all girls' schools. <laughs> like, all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. Stella? Oh, gosh, when the last time I changed... Oh, but all the time. Um, I used to decide that all modern music was rubbish and I would put Lewis Capaldi out as my evidence for all these things uh, and Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm but, with you. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's a very hot, but there are some new people... Who I mean, because like it's Name like my four. Well, don't go that far. Um, it's like when my staff have to ex- be explained who David Bowie is, and I just what? It, yeah, I know. And it just, what the fuck? I know, yeah. I know. Um, or they think of him as a T-shirt, and you're like, wow. Yeah, 
Did you see there was a, a YouTube vlogger who was about 17 and she'd done like a haul? I saw this because it went a bit viral on Twitter and she was holding up a T-shirt and it was a rock T-shirt and she went, I really like the way that they've written metallic. Fucking <laughs> 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 Metallica, take it off! And just don't ever listen to Enter Sandman. <laughs> Oh I, don't, see, I, I have a rule that you shouldn't be able to wear a t-shirt if you don't know, if you can't. So all those kids I see wearing Ramones t-shirts. Yeah. I, I am that irritating middle-aged person now. I'm like, name one! And they're like, please mm. leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of our playground. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird kind of jam. It's pearl-flavoured. <laughs> I, I was walking um, to a gig once, and I was in Birmingham, and there were two youngsters in front of me they were talking about the Foo Fighters and then they said what was that other band that Dave Grohl was in and I was like oh and uh, and uh, I was with my brother who was like don't say anything just keep walking did he just set a contract for them (laughs) their houses are gone now though if he has contracts there's a paper trail yeah there is <laughs> it's not thought it through there do you think is. it's it's like uber or, or kind of Deliveroo? you can like that kind of contract <laughs> yeah you'll find it for him yeah <laughs> oh typically it'd end up in the gig economy with their ass and just like everything else can't do it full time your fire is four minutes away uh, yeah. <laughs> where's, where's he going <laughs> how many stars did he get this time <laughs> Um, I used to think that wearing Disney clothing with my name on it wasn't cool. (laughs) Changed my mind. Um, We've got time for one last question. Okay. Do you want to go or shall I go? There you go. Okay. No pressure. Um, Well, talking about no pressure, thanks, Stella. Uh, I'd like to know how, when the world is an ongoing bin fire, do you switch off? Do you get to relax? Stella... (laughs) She's just laughing, just laughing. Because it's basic, you're asking me if I have a life, aren't you? You're basically like, you look a bit sad. (laughs) Are you okay, hon? Are you okay, hon? Yes, I do. I I, I like, I mean, obviously at the moment I don't get to go to that many gigs, although I will be, I am taking, if this kid doesn't jump up and down to the wedding present, it's out, it's just gone. Uh, That's maybe what that whole website is about. (laughs) Um, But I, I, I am a big, and because of my age now, obviously, the music that I do like is of a certain genre, and therefore the crowds and the mosh pits move at a certain rate now. It's yeah. much easier. <laughs> We're all a bit old. You can hear people literally remembering the word osteopath <laughs> as they're jumping up and down. Um, and there are a number of gigs I'm hoping to get to before I probably won't get as much time out. But yeah, I'm still... Because I will, I'm, I'm a sucker for all the kind of reunions as well. It's really bad. I'm like, what do you mean they're 60? Oh, you know, it's like Kylie is 50. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I wanted Kylie hair. <laughs> yeah, and also they they keep just touring a certain album. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh good. no, the worst things you can hear now for our new stuff. It's like no, I'm, no, I'm no at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, my lovely friend Karen, who's in tonight and who you know as well, the lovely Karen Campbell. When she got pregnant, she was told that she had to. I mean, she was a geriatric mother. She had to stay still, and she wasn't supposed to do anything. And she was there, and she just went, but I'm, I'm going to go and see the streets tonight at Brixton Academy. <laughs> and they were like, don't go near the front. So she messaged Mike Skinner and told him, and he got her a seat upstairs. Aww. How cute is that? She's like, oh, no, I can see it. <laughs> it's his baby, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, what kind of seat was it? <laughs> 
And I say that I will tell you a true story. This is probably what will get myself in the, in the sun. So I, I got to go and see <laughs> James. Big fan of James. A, oh, a I used to yeah. love a bit of James. Yeah. The new stuff is it's okay. It's like yeah. actually the new stuff we're listening to, and um, <laughs> this bed very kind fire with okay, love. Uh, <laughs> but it's like yes, don't move too quickly. <laughs> um, the they they said to me to come and see them after, so I went backstage and there was a bouncer, and I said uh, I've come, to, and he said oh, sorry, I, he said yeah, you can come through, yeah, if you show me your tits, and I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking, I'm literally old enough to be your mum. And, and the worst thing, he said it in such a perfunctory, not really that interested, <laughs> but he just see what we, and you're like, come on! <laughs> I don't even like tits. But, you know, <laughs> if, if you want to go backstage, just show us your tits. And I was like... Stella, no. did you go backstage? <laughs> did what? you go backstage? No, I just sat I, I was like, I, I mean, you know, much as I'd love to meet Tim Booth, I was like, maybe not. Maybe, maybe just this time I'm going to... No, no, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was one of those moments. Because if he'd been more excited, if he'd been more interested, <laughs> you know... I mean, like you said, a bit, of, a bit of a feedback loop, people, would have helped. <laughs> but no. no. Oh, wow. Okay, not enough enthusiasm. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That is not how you ask that, yes. young man. <laughs> I was pretty much... I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I did go for the hardcore British tut, you know. Oh, Taylor? Uh, I do loads of stuff to shut off. Probably too much. <laughs> um, well, you no, drink for a living. What's that? You drink for a living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, no, I mean, that makes me think... I'm a huge fan of self-care, and I think I've discovered that... I know that's kind of a wanky term, but it's so important. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> if you make us do yoga, Aww, we won't forgive you. <laughs> what a nicer way to put it. I'm just self-caring. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that you turn up the sexy voice when you're doing that. Uh, cold water swimming is one thing that I've added to my roster. The Hampstead Heath Ladies Pond is a place of great community. I love the women that are there. I mean, to sum it up, the first time I went, they're like, oh, it's so nice to see young women like you doing this. And I was like, oh, my God, because there are women in their 70s, 80s um, there. And they've actually started studying them to find out what the benefits of cold water swimming are. And these women are showing improvement in their heart health. And they're my favorite people in the world. And Sorry, I just, just what? imagine them being studied in the way that you used to collect tadpoles. And just <laughs> <laughs> Get one in a jar. Ooh. When does it get the, the gills and the little floppy bits? <laughs> That's exactly what they do okay. with their little woolen hats. But yeah, I know it sounds crazy and I never would have thought that I'd be into it. Um, and you have to like acclimatize your body to it and somebody very kindly pointed out like well you have a good amount of body fat so that's why it's working for you. <laughs> Just like, Thanks very much, asshole. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Hannah, what do you do to switch off? Um, nothing. <laughs> Did you just switch off? Yeah. Um, <laughs> or power down? Yeah, uh, nothing that's legal. Um, <laughs> moving on. If it makes you feel any better, I once stole a foam shrimp yeah. from a news agent. <laughs> You're up there with Theresa May in that field of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> that's a slippery the slope. thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> that is harsh. <laughs> Stella... It was a foam shrimp. Yeah, what's the naughtiest thing you've ever done? I stole a foam shrimp. 
It's not the naughtiest thing I've ever done. Stop judging me. <laughs> Show me your tits. <laughs> See, say it with feeling, for God's sake, please. <laughs> Well, this has just ended into the weirdest standard issue game we've ever done. Um, Slash best. Uh, (laughs) Uh, We've got time to ask if anyone has anything they would like to plug, and I'm going to start with Stella. Uh, Oh, yes, lots of campaigns. Um, If you haven't yet, please write to the Law Commission to tell them why you think misogyny should be a hate crime, because if what was happening to me was about my sexuality or my skin colour or my religion, the police wouldn't blink twice. But because it just happens to women... Nobody understands why this is actually about hate crime. So the one thing you can do is write to the Law Commission and say that you support misogyny becoming a hate crime. Well, after that, I feel like a real prick. (laughs) I have some shows! Uh, Yeah, Drunk Women Solving Crime does live shows. They're a lot of fun. We are at Soho Theatre on October 17th and 18th. That's a Thursday and a Friday. And uh, we have the Scummy Mummies uh, for the Friday and Thursday TBA. Um, We have TBA on a lot. (laughs) What a great hip-hop band. I don't know. Um, Yeah, so please come along. We're excited to uh, be at the Soho Theatre. I'm going to say yes. I've done... Taylor's podcast and it is funny and, and she it committed. is a lot of fun <laughs> oh my god I drank like half a bottle of Jack Daniels and then I went outside and it was just like four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and did you actually get... think you were Miss Marple at the same yeah, time yeah I, like... I thought I was fine and then suddenly I was on a train with people and it was so weird um, so yeah that was a really weird time in your life because that's when you started the drink as well and you and yeah. I cleared a bottle of uh, bullet yeah. Yeah. yeah and then Hannah listened back to the three hours of audio and she said some of it was great we told some really good stories she said but three Three times each, we both go, oh, okay, and we start a really interesting point and then go, sorry, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> Every time. Oh, yeah, also our podcast. Um, we, we should plug that, shouldn't we? Yeah, standard issue. Um, thank. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad the rest of you have been convinced. <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, Standard Issue, you can find us on Twitter at Standard Issue UK. We do a gig pretty much every month. Our next one is here back at King's Place. And once a year, we talk to some men because it seems only fair. And on November the 18th, which is International Men's Day, <coughs> Eve. Eve. Uh, uh, we have got the brilliant Craig Parkinson, we have got the brilliant Joe Lyser, and the awesome Nish Kumar. It's going to be one hell of a gig, even if they will have very deep voices. Yeah. I might struggle to understand them. Yeah, Anna. maybe. Yeah. One more thing I wanted to say. Since, All right, Columbo. Since you mentioned the T-shirt, um, this T-shirt came from a company, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's in Uxbridge. Sorry? That's it. Balcony shirts came from Oxford. It costs ten pounds, and thirty uh, percent of the sales go to shelter. Have oh, they got more stock? They, they have got. They had sold out, but I believe they have more stock in. So, if you want a lady hell T-shirt and help people uh, or help out shelter at the same time, balcony shirts Very is cool. where you go. Great! What a great barmaid shirt. Great. Uh, yeah, totally. We were so excited about that because all of us are ex-barmaids. Yeah. All you ever worked us, in a bar? Yeah. I've worked in a bakery. I had I had a baker's hat. <laughs> And I worked with a woman who used to get the cream slices and halfway through the day she'd squeeze them down, lick all the cream <laughs> and then put them back on the shelf and I'd be there going... I mean... But, you know, hey, Greg's. <laughs> it wasn't a Greg's, it wasn't a Greg's, but I'm just... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So many questions. Oh, no maybe... Yeah, it was... It was... <laughs> 
right, thank you so much for coming. Um, please join me in thanking our guests, the brilliant Stella Creasy MP Woo! and Taylor Glenn. Standard Issue for all women.